0: Thanks for tuning into the Live It podcast. My name is Jason Walton, the host. I'm really excited about the content that we're gonna be sharing because it's gonna be extremely helpful to entrepreneurs and to other high achievers. As entrepreneurs, we can choose to engage in producing a good or a service that makes the world a better place, enriching the lives of everyone associated with it. Let's not settle for anything less. In addition, I'm gonna regularly challenge each of us to increase our awareness of the needs of people around us and then to boldly take action. We're gonna make the world a better place, not just through the goods and services we produce and not just through the jobs we create, but by flooding the world with love and kindness. The information my guests are gonna be sharing on the podcast is gonna be based on our life experiences. It's not meant to be warranted as absolute truth. We don't stand behind the accuracy of the things that we're sharing, sorry. Feel free to fact check and do some homework on your own. It'll go a long way and it'll be a very useful exercise. Thanks for being a part of the Live It community. I hope you embrace and enjoy the journey. Thanks for tuning in to the Jason Walton Live It podcast. I'm really excited to be meeting with my friend, new friend, Josh Crowder who is the founder of a nonprofit called Sustainable. And we'll get to that in a minute. Josh, how would you, how would you introduce yourself? Um, I would introduce
1: myself, honestly, as a humanitarian. I'd love to give back. That's why I'm here on this earth. It's what I want to do with my time while, while I'm here. And so, I mean, simply put, I just want to give back.
0: So when we t- talked earlier before we turned the cameras on, you said, uh, I don't like labels. Yes, I I I started labels. I started a couple businesses. Humanitarian is
1: probably the best label I could use for the broader sense of what I want to do with my time. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I founded the nonprofit Sustainable. I own a couple businesses, but I don't want to be known as, you know, a CEO, a marketing director, even a founder. I don't want to be seen as that. I want to be seen as, you know, just someone that's a part of a bigger picture
0: and a community, really. I love it. Well, I'm going to tell you how I know you. Sure. So in in the, the Live It podcast, we, there's three main areas of content that, that we focus on. The first one is principle-centered living. And we'll do episodes just on that subject, meaning learning to live and value true principles. Second one is providing useful, relevant content for entrepreneurs or other high achievers, just things that they need to know to be successful. And the third one is to flood the world with love and kindness uh, and make the world just a better place and to better be able to recognize the opportunities we have to help others and then to have the strength and the courage to take action and do that, even if it's just a smile. And so the way I know you, Josh Crowder to me is Trey, who I work with, who I believe you went to high school with. Yeah. He said, hey, I have a friend named Josh and he is he is throwing a party for a, a group of special needs kids. And I said, gosh, I'd really like to, to meet Josh. And I think that he phrased it as, could we, partner, could we partner with Josh Crowder and and with Sustainable and providing the venue and, and maybe helping in other ways. Yeah. And so when I met with you, I was just trying to figure out where you were coming from. And I loved the answer. And, and the, the reason I love the answer is because we're tr- I'm trying to put it out in the world through this podcast that anyone can just choose to take action to make the world a better place. You can do that through smiling at somebody. You can do that from complimenting someone. You can do it through just the times when we don't withhold love and kindness. Oh yeah, from others. But you can also take the step that you took to go and host this party and to do other things for for people who need it. I'd love to. I'd love for you to explain to me a little bit of your journey of how you went from nothing to sustainable.
1: So the best place to start would probably be five years back before I. Honestly, I, I didn't have any connections or friendships with anyone that had, you know, any disabilities, anyone in the special needs community. Um, and honestly, the truth of it was I didn't know how to handle myself around them. I didn't know how to talk to them. I didn't know if I should be myself, if I should talk down to them as if they like, don't understand what I'm saying, like they're a kid. And I wasn't sure who I was. And I honestly, I was very lost in my life. And my brother, he was going out with a girl and she invited him to a special needs institute class. And he was like, hey, you should come. Like, it'll be fun. And I was very insecure and I was very shy. I didn't have a lot of friends back then. And I was like, you know what? Like, I got to try new things. Like, I'll, I'll I'll, go check it out. What's the worst that could happen? So I go and there was a kid sitting outside of the building and he had a Diet Coke. And the teacher asked if one of us could sit out there and... Just wait with him until he finished it and then he could come back into class. And little did I know that that dude would become my best friend. Um, Is that Dustin? Yeah, that's Dustin. And so, we just hung out outside and it, I, it was hard to understand him. but I, I genuinely wanted to try. I was like, you know, this guy seems cool. When you, when you say it was hard to understand him. Just when he talks, like sometimes with special needs people, like some people, their their verbal communication, like... It's hard to understand the words that are coming out of their mouth because it's their pronunciation. So par-
0: part of his disability was that it was just physically hard to understand what his words were.
1: Yeah, and he yeah. has he has Down syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, and so a lot of people that meet him, they kind of they're not sure what he says, but now that I know him for a long time, I'm I listen to what he says and I, I know what he's saying for pretty much most of the time. I, but when I first met him, I was like, okay, hey, I just gotta I gotta meet him on his level and you know see what he likes see what he understands and just kind of go from there and like not overthink it and just try to have a good time and so we started listening to like some rap music which i didn't think he would like but he was like yeah i like eminem and i was like all right let's listen to some eminem and he just starts rapping along to eminem drinking his diet coke taking his sweet time because honestly he was having a great time and he didn't want to go back into class because he knew he wouldn't have <laughs> as good of a time so we hung out outside for the entire hour of the class. And on, that one day made made a big impact on me. Um, but I, I was still struggling in my life and I was still lost. So uh, we didn't come back to that class for another two or three years. I don't know why, honestly. I can't remember the thought process of not wanting to come back. But one day my brother was like, hey, we should go back to that class. That was really fun. Like, honestly, I enjoyed it a ton. I was. Your brother
0: sounds like a good guy. Which brother?
1: Jake. Jake. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you met him, but he's a great guy and he has a huge heart. Very, very similar to me. Like he is just always putting himself out there to help other people and he'll drop anything to really help anyone at any time. Yeah. Um, and so he mentioned that we should go back and I thought, yeah, let's absolutely let's, let's go back. So we walked back into class three years after that first day and Dustin, recognized me as if no time had passed. He was like, hey, Josh, man, my man, what's up? And I was like, wow, he remembered me like that actually means so much. And so for the next like year or two, me and Dustin just became super close. And I, every time I went to class, it would just be me and him causing trouble. He would pull pranks on everyone and just like he, he's just a prankster. And which I love. And I love that he feels like he can be himself around me. And he loves that. I love it. And so it pushes him even further. Yeah. Um, but once COVID hit, I, so up until COVID, I only had a relationship with Dustin. There was probably 30 other people in the class. Yeah. And once COVID hit, Dustin stopped coming to class just because his parents were worried. Um. And once class resumed, there were still masks, but he, he still didn't come for another year. Yeah. And so I took that opportunity to, Really get close to everyone else in the class. I was like, you know what? All of them are awesome people. Like, I love all of them. I might as well, you know, get to know them better and like really see them and understand them for who they are. So, over the next year, I got super close to all of them. So, when I came to class, it wasn't just Dustin that was excited to see me. It was most people in the class were like, oh, Josh is here. Sweet. Like, today's going to be a good day. And so, once that happened, I realized that I, cared and i loved them honestly more than i love most people in my life just because the smile that they would put on my face when i walked in that room it didn't matter if i was feeling sick or down or anything else i would walk in that room and my day would turn into the best day of the week
0: you became friends
1: yeah and yeah. my even my friendships with all of my current friends at that point were not even close to the like the connection and the love that i had for them and they the love that they had for me and so As time went on and I kind of started to find myself and become more like confident and more loving and more kind, I realized they were reciprocating that as well. So like when I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna walk into class and I'm gonna I'm gonna hug people instead of just saying hi. And so I started hugging them and all of them accepted it with just like the most warm, loving hugs. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And I like every single time I hug any of them, it just melts my heart and so to see their love well to see my love reciprocated through them um and it's just so like unconditional i i realized that a lot of them didn't have that in their life in other like places a wow of, yeah and really yeah and i started So they talking had to that parents. class
0: and that was just that class so yeah I started talking to parents and yeah so
1: a, lo- a lot of parents would mention that once their kids graduated a lot of, like some kids will go to best buddies And then people like my buddy Dustin, they don't have anything outside of that class. Mm. And it honestly broke my heart to hear that because I know how much love and just like fun that they deserve. They deserve to have just like the most fun, the most laughter. Like if you just give them the opportunity, they'll take it and they'll run with it and they'll just be so grateful for it. People just weren't giving them the opportunity. And so, when I started taking Dustin out for one-on-one, like, dates, I mean, he would always call them dates. He's like, me and Josh are going on a date <laughs> in class every week. Um I saw how much fun we could have outside of class, too, where there's other parts of his personality that would come out. Like, we'd walk around the mall, and he would just walk up to people and do, like, some crazy stuff. And I, I couldn't stop him or try to, like, contain him or try to be a parent. I was just like, no, as long as it's not hurting anybody, I want to let Dustin be Dustin and I want to promote that just so he knows that he can be himself and like have a good time and so I started noticing other people wanted to like kind of jump in and like join and that's when I kind of got the idea where I was like I would love to start a nonprofit to just hold events honestly at the beginning stage that's all I wanted it to be just because the community, I I personally feel like it needs more. I feel like it needs more like connection across the board because you know there's certain businesses and nonprofits that have their little corner, but I kind of want to bring everyone together into a bigger, like more loving, more fun,
0: uh community. It sounds like you noticed that a lot of these kids, when they graduate from school, they don't have anything. Yeah, and so it seems like you're trying to feel to fill a hole of a need that people have to be loved. In a specific community, of special needs community.
1: And what I also noticed was people, there were a lot of people like me looking for opportunities like that, that love to hang out with special needs people. And there wasn't a lot for them to go do because- How did you find that out? Just by talking to people and like posting on. Because every time I go to class or do something, I post it on my story just because I want people to see how much fun it is, like genuinely- how much fun I'm having, how much fun <laughs> Dustin's having, everyone in the class is having. Because that's what people that's what people want to see. They, yeah. they don't want to see that it's like something serious or like anything like that. They want to know that they can come and not have to like overthink things. They just yeah. show up, have a good time and whatever happens, happens.
0: So how many events have you had so far?
1: So that was technically the first event all right and, we got in early yeah exactly and part of me was stressed that it wouldn't flow as well as i wanted it to yeah. or just like some people would not like have as much fun but at the end of the day i know me and i knew that i would take care of things and make sure that everyone was involved because growing up and here, here's another reason that i'm doing what i'm doing i'm um, growing up in junior high and high school i didn't i didn't have any friends i Honestly, I ate lunch on the toilet every day and I'd kind of hide in the library, or just c- try to go home because I didn't want to be seen as someone like that didn't have friends. No one really cared to make it a point to like make me feel seen or make me feel heard. And so growing up my whole life, I always just thought that I was an outcast and like no one really cared. But as as I grew up and as I kind of gained more knowledge about like the human mind and just people in general. I realized that a lot of people just don't have the capacity to go and make people feel heard and make them feel understood and really bring them together and like because it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of patience and so once i started becoming that type of person that could do that for others i was like okay no if i have a party or an event i have the capacity i have the energy and I have the love to make sure that everyone's having a good time and I, I can.
0: I like that, the yeah. capacity, the energy, and you said in the love.
1: Yeah, because it takes a lot of love. Like yeah, some people, a lot of people are like, oh, I get along great with this this kid, but you know, I don't really get along great with that kid. So I kind of don't hang out with them or I just don't like talk to them a lot. Whereas mm-hmm. me, I see everyone as equal and I think, no, that person deserves to have just as good of a time and feel just as like accepted and like, I, if they're having trouble having fun i want to talk to them and just have an open conversation and let them be honest and be like hey what's troubling you like do you feel like you just don't want to do this or is it something else yeah and most people in the special needs community if not all of them are so transparent and so open yeah. and honest that it's easy it's like oh yeah i don't like this person they're they're bugging me i'm like okay let's figure that out and let's <laughs> fix it
0: well it seems like everyone had a good time at the event last night. In fact, yeah. we have a we have a little bit of footage. I would love to see that Let, footage. Later. Let's check it out. Cuz I find my way obviously were the driver of that event last night and you were running around and but i I saw that you had a lot of friends who responded and who were there who did not have special needs were these how many of these were just your friends friends or how many people were just responding from your instagram
1: so i probably had a good like that i personally reached out to and wanted them there because i i saw their connection with the special needs community and how they how much love they have for them yeah um there's probably like 10 to 15 of my friends and then there was a good group of my friends friends that were like yeah i'd love to come too." you're going to like a special needs party that sounds (laughs) super fun and all of them brought a lot of love and energy and i saw them hanging out with a couple kids like marlo yeah it just like it melted my heart because i was like those are the type of people that i wanted here even though i didn't know them and i couldn't reach out to them i knew that putting together something with the right energy that just seemed like such a good time and like I knew that it would bring the right people in yeah. just by default of people talking about things they're doing and other people that hear it and be like, yeah, that resonates with me too.
0: Yeah. And I think that we probably both learned a lot. I mean, I know that the event we've been doing for over a decade yeah. has been a Christmas party for all all special needs people from every organization that we, and yeah. we have a huge attendance, but every year we've gotten better at it because we try new things, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, yeah. and then we make adjustments. And I look forward to talking about our, our next event. I'm, I'm hoping you'll you'll let us continue to Absolutely. Be, a, be a partner with you. No,
1: I, I honestly, like I'm, I'm a huge believer in God, but this was one of the things where I knew like, and it, it's not so much I was praying about it, but I really like part of me wished for a long time that the right type of partner, would come into my life at the right moment. And I knew it would. I just didn't know how it would look or who it would be. Little did I know it would be you and Trey and, yeah. and this company, Yeah, but it turned out, and the moment I met you here, I was like, this is it. Like This is exactly what I needed and what they needed to really bring things together and just put the cherry on the top, which I I enjoyed seeing it come all together last night.
0: Yeah, I've also felt divine providence in in how everything kind of came together. But mainly, I just feel grateful uh, for you for being the driving force behind it. And also, I'm grateful that our our paths crossed by whatever means. Absolutely. So that we could participate and look forward to more participation. I have another question. So you said earlier that, that when you, you didn't have special needs friends years and years ago, you said, I didn't know how to talk to them. I didn't know what to say. So can you give, for people watching now, can you... Can you share what you've learned now? How can the rest of us know how to go approach and talk to people with special needs?
1: I would say the best way is to just be normal. Don't overthink <laughs> it. Don't think, oh, this person doesn't understand me or I need to like talk like I'm talking to a child or really dumb things down. You don't. The way I see it, they understand every single thing we're saying, but the fact that we don't understand everything they're saying says a lot about their intelligence. It Like they're very, very smart. And so I just, I treat them like they're another person. I don't think, I really don't think of them as anyone different, but I do know that they're more loving and more kind. That's that's where I see like the special and special needs. I'm like, that. that's the special that I think that they are.
0: <laughs> what I heard you say is you show them respect. Yeah. And you treat them respectfully and, and then a, a relationship, just like any other relationship naturally. Absolutely. Naturally develops. I think I heard you, least make the statement that maybe you feel that some of the people with the special needs community have a, a greater capacity to love
1: i i genuinely think all of them do yeah because they're not what i've noticed with with people in general that aren't special needs is they tend to let themselves get into their mind and live there whereas this special needs community all of them for the most part almost every single one tends to live in their heart they don't Overthink things. They live in the present, and they just they feel their emotions. When they feel happy, they let you know. When they feel sad, they let you know. Like if they love you, they let you know. And so, their just their transparency and their authenticity is something that I honestly aspire to be twenty four seven. Like when I met them, I was like, I would love to be this open and this yes, yeah, Yeah. and this where I can just go up and hug everyone for you know two straight minutes. I Five years ago, I never thought I could do that. Yeah. And so seeing that happen really made me appreciate who they were as people.
0: Oh, I loved seeing you in action. You could tell that those were, you had deep connections to the people at that event last night and they really loved you. It was apparent that you really loved them. And I could tell a lot of the other people, your friends that were there, um, had some good relationships with each other. And it was just, it was just really beautiful. Um, there is another statement you made earlier, and you said that when you started looking into hosting an event like this, you started reaching out into the community through Instagram, and you realized there's other people that felt the same way you do, but they they didn't know how to do things or they couldn't do things. I want to focus on that for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I think that I think that a lot of us get paralyzed with not knowing what to do. Yeah. A lot of times, it's taking that first step that that's hard but you were in that same situation. Absolutely. Your, your first step seems like your brother invited you to go to a class that I think you said was from a girl that invited him, so yeah. he wasn't even the instigator of it. Then a couple of years later, it sounds like you and your brother on your own with no girl were drawn back to that class. Exactly. Then I heard you say you started developing relationships with Dustin, and then you went back to the class to develop relationships with more people in the class. You were just building relationships and uh, and just being present.
1: Yeah, and so that's... That's kind of what I I think other people can do is take the baby step of just come and like if you have questions ask like someone there knows probably what you should do or what you should say or this or that. When
0: you say there come like where where do people Any, go? Anywhere.
1: An event like like this event. Obviously, if you hear about it, you can say, "Okay, what what do I do? Do I am I going to be helping?" Whereas for me, I just say, no, just show up and have fun. And when you come, I'll say hi and you can kind of see how the party's flowing. And then I just want I want people to slowly develop friendships. You're not going to know everyone and you're not going to be best friends with everyone right off the bat. I almost no one's going to reach that point. And so for me, it's, you know, show up. Um, luckily when there's such a good environment of and a good balance of like people helping um and volunteering and then you know a bunch of special needs people having fun you can kind of just flow into a group and like go play games you can jump into a game without having to worry about oh i have to sit down and talk and like what do i talk about those type of things are the things that a lot of people worry about and because that, that's what i worried about i was like i don't like if i am i supposed to ask some questions am i supposed to say certain things like but then i realized it was just be yourself like if you want to crack a funny joke they love funny jokes they love sarcastic jokes they're they're normal people like yeah. everyone loves a,
0: a a well-timed joke so I'd be yourself support. and and maybe most importantly be present yeah because if you're not actually sacrificing of your time and being yeah. present then you can't even be yourself and those relationships can't can't yeah. develop how, how do you think how has so far the, this experience affected you as a person
1: a lot i i'm glad you asked that question cuz i've thought about that a lot over the last two years, especially, because the last two years, I've, I've started making a lot of changes in my life to kind of become a more present and loving and kind person. Um, and I would say that out of, it, out of the last two years, if you saw me two years ago, you probably wouldn't recognize me now. I'm, I'm not the same person. And a lot of that I can attribute to the special needs community because- They saved you they they did they did save me like they showed me so much love when i needed it i was i was at a low point in my life and they were the only genuinely the only people in my life that i felt love from and when things were darker down i just leaned on them and they were always there consistently there's always at least someone that you know could turn my day around and my week around and really give me such a positive outlook on life um and just because of who they are, they taught me so many things across the board about love, patience, presence, communication, honesty, authenticity. And while I was going through my changes, I a lot of the times I, I looked to them and I said, Okay, how can I how can I be more like them? Because I want to be someone that along those lines is on that level. And once I started implementing that and just like really trying to be like them, yeah. It, it made my life easier. I was like, oh, this actually feels really good. Like being authentic around them, <laughs> like being goofy and just being myself, like not trying to be some like adult, which yeah, a lot of people try to be. They try to be an adult around these these guys. And I'm like, that's that's not the way to do it.
0: Let me ask you this, as you're through the interactions, I've heard you say a couple of times how it made you feel and all of the feelings were positive. Absolutely. In, in, in general, uh, did your interactions help you feel more joy? Did it help you f- have a little bit more confidence in yourself? And I don't mean confidence like you're the big man on campus, but confidence just being a good human being and feeling like you more understand your purpose in life yeah. and your place in it.
1: Honestly, you couldn't have worded that question better because when I look at confidence, I don't think about you know the kind of alpha male confidence that a lot yeah, of people associate. Right. I, I view it as like, yeah like you said my purpose on this earth they helped me see my purpose so clearly because they brought it out of me the the caring and the loving side of me and the kind side of me but also the goofy side all those things they brought those out of me in full force and i i i got to observe myself like being those things around them and just in general with people outside of that class i'm and seeing how it affected myself and how it affected others. And it it just brought a lot of joy just seeing how much of an impact just spending time with them actually had on me as a person. And then my, day to, like, my day-to-day lifestyle work, you know, going to the gym, all these things slowly we were becoming so much more positive because I had such a good example of like, every time I saw them, it was, consistently positive consistently loving all these things and I was like yeah no I can be I can be consistent like I just need to be consistent about going and being consistent about being there for them and having a good time and really putting myself into their lives as someone that cares about them because they 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 notice like they notice when you genuinely care and they you might not hear it but you know every time a parent says something they're like yeah Dustin's always talking about wanting to hang out with you like all day.
0: And you notice when they generally care about you. I mean, you've said it two or oh. three or four or five times that when you're around them, you can tell that they love you and they make you feel loved. Yeah. And that it's been a positive impact on you psychologically, emotionally, mentally, on your person. I mean, you've benefited in the same way that they've benefited. Absolutely. Maybe even more.
1: Yeah. I, I truly think I have benefited more, but I want them to benefit yeah. even more more like I feel like I owe them my life yeah and I, I want to give back you know a hundredfold what they've given me and that's why starting this non-profit yeah has been something so close to home nothing's ever hit this close to home when it comes to how how I feel and where I really think my purpose is going to take me and whether it's what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life or not it's definitely the foundation yeah. of everything I'm going to do in my life.
0: I love that. You found the foundation. Uh, Josh, I firmly believe that there's a spark of divinity within each one of us and that human beings are meant to serve and to love Absolutely. other other people and to receive love. And when we have the strength to take action, to go see how someone else is suffering, and to meet that need, or just to love, that that is how we maximize joy and happiness in our own lives. That's how we become the best version of ourselves. And to the extent we withhold love or kindness, um, we impose a greater level of misery on ourselves and upon the people who we, we chose not to share our love with and that that's why it's one of the main three pillars of my podcast yeah. and just the content that I share is because i th- i believe that i'm sharing the things that i think are the secret to happy living and i think that you've you've you figure that out yeah you figure that out pretty pretty well what what is the future as you see it of the nonprofit sustainable
1: so what i'm doing with sustainable there's a couple key blocks similar to your podcast i'm one i want to well the first and the most important is really building a sustainable community and friendships yeah that it's not come and go where it's you know a bunch of college students that you know come and hang out and have fun but then they leave because it's like it's not something they think about i want to build friendships and i want people to find a best friend similar to what i found in dustin okay because I, I love the friendships i have with everyone else in my class but what me and dustin have is something special and i know other people connect on that level with other people and so building the community aspect of okay i want everyone to feel like they have a group whether it's small or big that they can spend time with have fun with feel loved by You know, if they ever need a pick me up, they can text them or call them and having people that are reliable, but also people that, that want to help. And that similar to what it did for me, those people, I want, I want them because they want that fulfillment. So
0: what I'm I'm hearing you say is you're trying to build a sustainable community where you can attract more people with special needs to, to be involved, who can benefit. And you're trying to attract people outside the special needs community to where they can, yeah, they can build the bonds and friendships where they can heal each other. Yeah, and the absolutely. sustainability of it would be that it keeps going even after kids graduate from college, Yeah, but it just keeps mounting momentum. And, and hopefully we'll be having a lot of activities that can help facilitate those absolutely. relationships. You're looking to, to build a, a place of where people belong. Yes. And they absolutely. belong and they feel like they belong and they feel a sense of community where they can love and be loved.
1: Yeah, you couldn't have worded it better.
0: So, um, can you give me just two or three pieces of advice then that you would give to anyone who's listening to this podcast to how they can be a part of that community or how they can contribute?
1: You could find us on Instagram. Uh, we're sustainable. Uh, follow us there. We'll be posting about future events, certain ways you can get involved. Yeah. And really, what you can do to better your relationship with the community, with, you know, especially these people in your community if you don't reside in Utah or Utah County, but you still want to make a difference. I want to give trip like tips, tricks, and just ideas on how you can bring people together. And really the nonprofit, I want to provide funding to help create those communities because some people say they want to have a party and they don't They don't have money, whereas I know whether it's financially or the connections I have, I can help put those things together for people out in New Hampshire or Florida, or even outside of the country, because the more I build the community, the more impact I'll be able to make across the board for everyone involved, regardless of what, you know, how much money they have or how many special needs people live in their town, because I know there's always something I can do to really build better relationships as long as there are people willing and there are special
0: needs people near them in any way. I love it. So it sounds like you're saying to people take action. So just find the place within the special needs community, find a place, show up and then love and then bring a friend. Absolutely. And then that friend will bring a friend and then you'll just get together like you would with any other group of friends and you become a social leader in providing an environment where people can belong and, and love and be loved and it becomes sustainable.
1: Yeah. And it's not a complicated process. You don't have to be throwing wild ragers or going and doing like super fun, expensive things. You can have fun just doing simple things. Like even if it's watching a, a sports game or going to the park and just um, laying down or even just like going and playing sports outside or going on a hike. Yeah. Simple things like that. They they enjoy just the everyday simplicity of life they're simple and i love that i i'm a very simple person and so that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice i can give is just keep things simple don't overthink it just like you said take action go and do it and just start taking the small steps even if it's taking them to lunch for 20 minutes you know that could be the best lunch or best 20 minutes of their life and you don't know until you actually follow through and just do what you feel like
0: you need to do. I love it. Keep it simple. Take action. Be real, and yeah. love and receive love. You know, there's there's a because of who you are and what sustainable is. We're focusing on special needs, and I just want to put it out there that there's a lot of ways that people can conserve or can build relationships. I know people who, on a weekly basis, go to assisted living or retirement homes. And they built the same type of relationship with senior people who also did not have many visitors. And it was just – it's so impactful and has been so impactful on both people's lives. And in the, in those instances, you have these, these senior people who are actually sharing a lifetime of wisdom of what they've learned with these young people uh, who, who have need of, of learning, the wisdom of experience. And um, – I think there's just so many different opportunities, so many groups that you can choose to be a part of. It's just first there has to be a desire and then you have to take action. And like you said, then just show up and then don't overcomplicate it. Make it simple and then love and be loved.
1: Absolutely. And as long as it it feels like the right thing, your intuition will, it will guide you. If you feel like you're on the right path by going and hanging out with the elderly at an assisted living home, if that yeah. feels right and it really lights a fire within your soul, keep following that path and really keep your eyes open, keep your heart open, and just see what opportunities come into your life. Because, you know, you'd be surprised how often simple things happen that if you just overlook it, it doesn't seem like anything. But if you just take a deeper look at certain things, you can kind of see how they're playing into your life like, oh, me getting invited to the special needs institute night. If I would have just looked at it as, oh yeah, that's just another thing, but realistically it was something deeper calling me to what I was supposed to do. And I just had to follow that. Where if I would have ignored my the voice, you know, within me that says, no, you should go. You should you should really give that a shot and you know, keep an open mind just see what happens. I would have ignored that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be where I am today.
0: I think there's so many people who feel alone. I think there's so many people who feel like they don't belong, that they don't have friends. Not just in the in the elderly community and not just in the special needs community, but I think that we can attach labels to all kinds of different groups if we want. We can talk about the LGBTQ community. Yep. We can talk about the people who suffer from depression and suicide. Uh, we talk about people who suffer from anxiety um and sure there's 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 good work that can be done in in each one of those communities but just to have an awareness that probably almost everybody most people are suffering in some sort of trauma yeah that just showing up and being kind uh goes a long way and probably yes. all of us know people who are suffering from some sort of anxiety that we can we can make a tremendous impact just from showing up being there and and loving them,
1: yeah, and and being an example. Yeah, I've, I always come back to that word, because showing obviously showing love is the number one thing. Yeah, when you when you're loving, everything else starts to melt away. All your walls, even anxiety and all these things, because anxiety and depression, all these problems that a lot of people deal with, tend to be from a lack of love, whether it's from their themselves or other people. Yeah and you know when you look at how detached our society tends to be bringing people together and really giving them a place to feel loved regardless of who they are how they look or how they talk just giving them that opportunity they've been dying for that their entire life yeah and so for me like even though it's just my my little corner of oh yeah special needs everyone has that little corner that they feel passionate about and i've noticed that we're. There are a lot of people that care about the LGBTQ community. You know, there's a lot of people that care about, you know, refugees and people, you know, starving or homeless people. Sure. And so it really uh, it makes me happy that each person kind of finds their thing and rolls with it, where whereas if everyone tries to help everyone, it kind of gets diluted, you kind kind of get stretched thin. Yeah. And it's harder to understand every single aspect of everyone. Sure. Whereas for me, I'm like, yeah, I I just want to understand right now the special needs community, everything that goes into what they're dealing with. Is it loneliness? Is it a lack of love? Is it a community? Yeah. And just start fixing, you know, my part of the world in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you found where you where you belong and where you're making a difference, and and a really symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, you told me that even in your business that you had plans in the future of how you could actually incorporate uh, some of the special needs community into some of your future plans is anything you want to talk about now
1: yeah so i i do want to mention the other part of sustainable that i i didn't talk about so the other part of it and the the foundation of how it works is i want to well i'm going to sell like eco-friendly products starting with supplements and nutritional products um that are packaged eco-friendly packaging but i'm going to apply a method of having special needs people learn valuable job skills and building community outside of their home um, in a workplace so they can earn a living whether it's bringing in financial aid for their family or if they want to live on their own they can do so if they want to go travel they have the money to do so because they they worked for it and so i want to bring them in and them those things and help them so when you order a supplement off sustainable you'll receive your package and in it you'll receive an insert that says this was shipped by dustin so he'll help pack it up he'll put his insert in it'll talk about what he loves who he is and just help you kind of understand who you're actually helping because a lot of people it kind of gets lost in the fluff of everyday life but when you when you're able to hold it and see it And it's a very clear picture of who he is. Emotionally, you tend to resonate better with things like that. And so I want people to know when you support this nonprofit, this is exactly what you're supporting, who you're supporting and what it's doing for their lives. Because, you know, throwing the party, people can watch videos of that and genuinely see like if I'm helping in that regard and it's really doing that for them and bringing them that type of like joy that makes me feel good being able to support a company that's genuinely doing a lot of good. And so that's the other part of sustainable that I'm really focusing on because I want to help bring, you know, a lot of, especially these people into the aspect of the workplace. Yeah, Just like give them a place to feel seen and like understood where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and fit them into a job that they would really struggle doing because I I don't know them. I'm going to figure out, you know, What do they do well with? And what can they help with? And really just, you know, carve a role out for them so that they feel like they're doing something too. And they they will be
0: doing something. I love your vision because your vision seems to take into account the fact that you are trying to provide meaningful jobs uh, for the special needs community. And you intend to teach them skills that are marketable, skills that are valuable. Hopefully things that will, like you said, build a sense of community for the people that they're working with, but also build a sense of, Self-esteem and some pride and some honor yeah. in the work that they're doing, well earned. Yeah. Absolutely. But then I hear you saying yeah. that when they, when, when the the customer who's making the purchase, that when they read about the person who did the packaging and that it also drives their mind to further be a part of the sustainable community. Yeah. And maybe take part in other ways. Yeah. Uh, finding other ways of how they can be a part of furthering. Uh, the good that's, that's happening in your community. I think it's I think it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great vision.
1: I, I want everyone to be connected from the very beginning of it to the very end of it. Well, I don't want there to be end. I want it to be sustainable. I want it to be a circle of life.
0: Of a, good. Yeah. It it's really, a circle of people doing good. That's it what it
1: is. I want everything involved from point A to point B to point C to all be doing good in someone's life. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's possible. You know, you don't see it a lot out in the world because people tend to get caught up in, you know, the financial aspect of the business side or like they, you know, get so caught up in the, the service side that they forget, you know, other aspects. And I just want to kind of bring everything in and have it flow perfectly and just do as much possible good. And I I think it's going to, it's going to change a lot of people's lives. I don't know how many, and it doesn't really matter as long as it changes one person's life in a positive way i've done my job and i will feel you know very fulfilled at the end of this but my goal isn't to stop short at just you know a couple hundred people or this or that i i want to help as many people as i can until i love it i die
0: until you die until i die <laughs> josh i love your vision of flooding the world with love and kindness and helping helping people that are associated with in any way of become better human beings and in my view filling the measure of their cre- creation by by touching and feeding and nurturing the spark of divinity that's with all of us and we do that when we love each other I really appreciate you being a guest today I really appreciate you involving us within the sustainable community and I look forward to partnering you in all of these future endeavors and following along with your vision
1: absolutely thanks for having me on this was honestly a blast <laughs> it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time.